Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It is 3.09 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 43 degrees and sunny outside. On this Monday, November 20th, 2023, Thanksgiving week is here. Hopefully it's a short week for you. We're going to start off talking about the... You know, the things that bring this holiday weekend, short week, hopefully for most people, you know, our shift workers, our firemen, our police, our nurses, our medical personnel out there. It's not a short week for you. Hopefully some of you have, uh, you know, some time off, enjoy with your families. But uh, I know I know the routine. I know how you work. And, uh, you know, my, my family's learning that routine now. My daughter is uh, working this week and won't be with the family, you know, as a new um, nurse in clinicals. So, uh, you know, I get it. Uh, there was many years. Matter of fact, I worked every Thanksgiving. I worked every Thanksgiving. I normally worked the parade details, so it wasn't bad. Got there early in the morning, and, you know, you were done by 2 or 3 in the afternoon, home by 4, and, uh, you know, were able to enjoy the evening and dinner with my family. And, and that was by choice. You know, I even when I had the seniority, you know, I chose to uh, to work the parade. It was always a fun day to work. It was always a fun event. So, uh, you know, that's what I chose to do. But, you know, we are here live. And if you heard the news, there is some uh, traffic advisory from PennDOT, Interstate 81 northbound. Say They're saying it's closed beginning at mile marker 155 in Dorrance. And I know we got some text messages about an hour ago saying that uh, dead stop 81 north mile marker 154. I'm looking at both maps we have here, and it, it's not showing any major delays I mean, it's showing yellow on Google on um, Apple Maps, and then on Google Maps, it's showing that the road is closed, but there's no red, no backup, no stop. So if you're in that area, let us know, you know, with eyes on site, what's going on down there. Is it cleared up? Is it moving at least? You know, I did notice up here, traffic is a little less this holiday week. So, you know, a lot of people just took the whole week off. I'm, I'm, it was apparent by the uh, lack of cars on the road with them coming into the studio today and driving around today. But it is that big, uh, it is that big travel weekend. So hopefully you have some plans and we're going to talk about that today. Let's hear about your plans. Text it in, call it in. Let's hear what you're going to do. We're going to talk about some tips, how be it funny to deal with family that you really are not in the mood to see or deal with this week, but it's a time we have to, you know, bite our upper lip and just, uh, just suck it up and do it, and we'll talk about some coping me- mechanisms. Usually with me, alcohol is involved with that. Um, you know, helps me get through the day. But if, if you're going to do that and uh, if it's going to make things worse, don't do it. But if it's going to dull you out and make you ignore the nonsense around you, by all means, partake. You know, I was looking at I, – I, I was unaware of how wide the travel days go for Thanksgiving. You know, everyone knows Wednesday's the big day. Everyone's heading home or such, but it really started this past Saturday. Uh, Forecasted flights were almost 40,000. Sunday, the flights went up just past 44,000. Monday, today, November 20th, we're at 46,500 flights. Tomorrow is 48,400 flights are scheduled or forecasted by the... uh, the Federal Aviation Administration, that's where these numbers are coming from. Wednesday, 49,606 flights 
are forecasted as per the FAA. And then Thursday, you know, it dips down 10,000 to 38,000, just over 38,000 flights. A lot of people do not travel on Thanksgiving Day, thankfully, as, as far as air travel goes. And then Friday, it jumps back up to almost 45,000. Saturday, you know, if you're looking to travel back from wherever you are, and this, this goes for flying, Saturday's your day because it goes down to 41,000, and then Sunday it jumps up to 45,000 flights forecasted again. Again, this is flying, but they're saying a lot of people are uh, choosing to drive this year. You know, we'll be driving down to uh, the Virginia Beach area. It's about seven hours. Leaving super early Wednesday morning to avoid some of the traffic. I'm sure we'll hit it somewhere down towards the later end of that, but hopefully not too much. And we're also going to talk about uh, what to watch out for when you're traveling this holiday weekend. There's a couple of things. I, I, I saw some some statistics on this this weekend, this holiday. Let's put it that way. Anywhere from you know Tuesday to Sunday. If you're traveling, what to watch out for, how to be careful, what you should be doing. And um, from the Federal Transportation Bureau, it says uh, most accidents this holiday happen Wednesday in either the afternoon or evening. You know, people are rushing to get where they want to go. They're, they're packing the cars. They're minds on other things. They're, they're dealing with family. They're doing with last-minute uh, arrangements, who's coming, who's not coming, who forgot what, who needs what. I'm sure a lot of texting is involved in there, packing your family, doing whatever you need to do. So if you're driving, you want to be super careful and pay attention to what you're doing Wednesday afternoon and evening. Now, as far as getting in trouble while you're driving, Wednesday night, it's a big DUI night. Uh, it's a big. Uh, it's it's known as one of the big bar nights, biggest bar nights of the year. I think it even supersedes New Year's Eve. A lot of family coming back home from wherever they are. A lot of extended family coming back to where they grew up. College kids coming back are now of drinking age. And uh, you know they want to go out. They want to hang out with their friends. They want to brag about their lives. They want to show off their lives. They want to see their old friends. They want to. You know, show their old boyfriends, their new boyfriends, is a laugh in their face. They want to show their old girlfriends, their new girlfriends, and give them a sarcastic smirk. You know how it goes out there. Um, so, again, it's one of the biggest nights out. Don't take the risk. Have a designated driver, Uber. Take whatever car service you need. Call a family member. Hey, call, call your parents. Me. Call, call me right back in five. whoever you need to call. To pick you up. You do not want to drive while you're drinking Wednesday night. It's, it is one of the biggest DUI nights of the year. And Sunday, and law enforcement knows this, and I will give you the heads up on this. Sunday evening, afternoon, is the biggest speeding night. And law enforcement knows this. They will have extra speed patrols out there. Pretty much, basically, everybody wants to hurry home. They're done with their Thanksgiving weekend. Everyone has work on Monday. The average speed on, on a, especially on the highways, is 80 miles an hour, as per the, the Federal Transportation Authority, Federal Transportation Bureau, whatever they call themselves. So uh, just be aware. Law enforcement knows this. 
This has been an advisory sent out to them. They will have extra patrols out there monitoring speed. You'll get home just fine. You know, you know the limits of, of what you can drive and what you should be driving. What is it, five miles over, six miles, seven miles over the speed limit? Don't push it more than that. I mean, I'm being honest with you. You know the thresholds that are out there to where you're going to get pulled over. Just set that cruise control. If there's traffic, obviously you can't set the cruise control. But, um, you know, just uh, be careful out there. You want to have a good time with family, your friends. You want to enjoy the weekend and uh, enjoy the holiday. I should uh, keep, yeah, I keep uh, combining Thanksgiving to the weekend. I mean, it's a long weekend, I guess. But it is the holiday. It's not necessarily the weekend. We're going to talk a lot about, I'm going to keep this week light. I'm here today. I'm here tomorrow. I will be off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Everyone's off Thursday, Friday. I did take Wednesday off to, for a travel day. But, um, you know, I'll be here with you today and tomorrow. We're going to keep it light. We are obviously going to talk about news that's happening, so don't worry about that. We are going to talk about, it's a big, uh, it's a big football Holiday, Thanksgiving. You know, we're going to have some NFL games on Thursday. We're going to talk about the college standings and where they're at in the college games this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. I know my family is. If you're into football, I hope your family is as well. But there, there is the coping mechanisms of dealing with family. And if you just search, you know, dealing with family on the Thanksgiving holiday, there are so many funny things come up and, you know, from, from all political sides. I mean, there's how do you deal with your racist uncle or how do you deal with your liberal, you know, college, you know, younger sister or nieces or, or it's just it's kind of funny. And you know what? You just you don't need to deal with that. You don't need to dive into that. Don't talk politics over the holiday. Smile. Enjoy your family. And worse comes to worse. Drink. <laughs> Have a drink and don't worry about it. Uh, I got a text message in. There's NFL game on Friday now, too. Yep, we're going to talk about him. Jake's, uh, I don't know, in a little bit of, I shouldn't say bad mood because he kind of saw it coming, but the Steelers didn't win. So, uh, Jake, you doing all right in there? Yeah, I'm doing fine. All right. See, he's a, he's. I all. pretty much expected it, so it's not too bad. What NFL games on Friday this week? There's a black first ever Black Friday game, Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets, and... As if the, the, the New Jets, York Jets, <laughs> as if the Jets season hasn't had enough drama and craziness to begin with. Zach Wilson has been benched, and Tim Boyle will be starting at quarterback for the New York Jets against the Miami Dolphins. Here's the the weird thing: yesterday morning on Twitter, it was said that if the New York Jets, if they remain in playoff contention, that Aaron Rodgers might return Christmas Eve against the Washington Commanders. Well. If they continue to play like they did yesterday against the Buffalo Bills and the last few weeks prior to that, then you're going to have to wait for Aaron Rodgers in 2024. Okay. What a disgrace. Now, now Jake and I were joking around before the, the show started today, and I said the Jets, we, we could put good high school teams up against the Jets. Pee-wee and we'd teams. Probably, and Jets, <laughs> Jake said we could get peewee teams. It was just um, it was a disgrace to watch the Jets play. It was just it was not even – it was not even a sporting event. I mean, mm-hmm. the biggest thing out of that was the – and it's hard to – it wasn't even an almost fight. It was an argument in the tunnel leaving. Uh, who were the two players, Jake? 
Deion Dawkins from the Buffalo Bills, and it was a it was a defensive lineman from from the Jets. Yeah, and <laughs> the the funny thing is. Uh, well, I mean, with, with how how bad and how quickly it got out of hand, and don't forget the Buffalo Bills fired their offensive coordinator. They yeah, they fired their offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey Tuesday morning after they lost to the Denver Broncos on Monday night last week. And here it was; it was thirty-two to six. You have CBS on, and and they were joking. The, or the announcers, and I, I couldn't help but laugh. But the announcers, they said. They said, well, we're now going to switch over to Seahawks-Rams. If you want to see, <laughs> contact your local provider if you want to see the rest of Bill's Jets. As both teams now have backup quarterbacks. <laughs> I just couldn't help but laugh over that. <laughs> like, yeah. it was bad. It, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. And, and that's it. And, um, you know, on, on my Navy team note, the Navy did come out with their Army-Navy specialty uniform today. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Jake, you can go to my Facebook page. I have pictures of the—they uh, the, they are honoring the submarine force this year. So it's—the uh, uniforms were have been given thumbs up on point from the silent service. But I believe Army unveils their—I don't know if Army unveiled their uniforms tonight yet, today yet. Those do look very beautiful. But the uh, the Navy, the Naval Academy, the midshipmen of the Naval Academy, Navy football did uh, with Under Armour— um, come out with their uniforms today that will be their uniform for the army navy game and again it's honoring the submarine service the silent service so if you're looking to check that out you can always go to my facebook or navy sports navy athletics and check out that uniform now those are good uniforms all right the 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 helmets are hand painted and um you know they look on point i mean i was i was partial to the aviation the pilot uniforms they had a year or two ago but these hey there, submarine Paul, service uh, uniforms look uh, look tight. I'm looking forward to the Army Navy Sorry. game this, this year. It's uh, 322 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's Monday, November 20th. Oh, thanks, uh, of course, my Army day. guys got to chime in. Go Army, beat Navy. I appreciate the text. I love my Army guys. But just so you know, Navy leads that series since uh began in 1930. 62 to 54 with seven ties. So uh, you got a little more to go, Army. You'll get there sooner or later. But uh, it's always a good game. Always a good game. And you cannot, it's one of the games you cannot rate, you cannot uh, see how they've done during the season. There's a different emotion during the game. There's a different climate during the game. It's just a different game. So I don't care how good, I mean, Navy has gone against some top teams during their schedule. And, uh, yeah, I know Army plays, what, uh, community colleges and such like that. But, uh, you know, even with that record, when uh, Navy comes in, and an Army's beat Navy in, in the Army-Navy game. So it uh, it really doesn't matter what the caliber of teams you play during the season. It's just a different game. It's just a different mentality. It's 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 like everything's reset from the start. So, uh, so uh, and I know Army guy, my Army guy, it's all good, go Army. No, absolutely. Um, one day a year, we're mortal enemies. The rest of the year, it's one team, one fight, without a doubt. Um, we talked about on Friday how uh, Rosalind Carter had entered hospice. And um, we're sad to say that she did pass away this weekend. And it's uh, it's truly a loss. At the age of 96... So, uh, you know, a, a great life, 77 years of marriage. That's just incredible. 
and um, to the 39th president and, and a Naval Academy grad, Jimmy Carter. If you uh, ever walk the grounds of the Naval Academy, you could see it. His portrait is up in, in many places, but it, it's just incredible. I mean, this day and age, 77 years of marriage at the age of 96, uh, a full life. They've done so much. And again, you, you can forget about the politics here. I mean, I obviously don't agree with a lot of things politically. Jimmy Carter was for or did. Um, but as far as a, a human being, he's he's one of the better people we've had from this uh from this nation as far as the things he's done since he's gotten out. And, you know, he's still alive. He is in hospice himself. So there is, there's, a, there's a time where you just let politics be, and, and this is definitely one of those times. I suspect, and again, this is my personal uh, opinion, that uh, with his life partner now gone, him in hospice himself, does he, does he uh, look to join her? sooner rather than later i would my uh my guess would be that that's the way they'd want it and the way it's probably meant to be but we'll see and we wish him the best in our condolences but uh former first lady rosalind carter passed away her i didn't know her drew the nickname her nickname was steel magnolia when she arrived in washington as first lady she was a staunch advocate for her husband jimmy carter and protected him to the end and again, until she entered hospice herself this uh, last week. So, uh, again, our condolence. I'm looking to see if there is anything. I don't see anything as far as plans. But again, I pulled up more on her life rather than uh, what the plans were. That's a long article. So we'll, we'll keep up with this. I would imagine there's going to be something planned but again 77 years of marriage 96 years old you can't uh you can't look back at that life and say uh you know you'd want to do more that's all probably the most i could hope for so uh again our condolences to the carter family and, and a loss to america as uh, we've lost another former first lady it's uh 331 here at wilk we'll be back after the news with paul michaels Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 337, 42 degrees and sunny here on this Monday, November 20th, 2023. And yes, the show is live today. I'm getting the text messages. Are we live? Memorex recorded, best of. What do we got today? I'm just getting I'm just starting to listen. So yes, we are live today. We'll be live today and tomorrow. And um you'll bring you what we're gonna be talking about. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. And the Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Mike in Wilkesbury on a secret lab in California. Well, it's really not so secret, Mike. Well, maybe not anymore, but uh, the word needs to get out there. And it really hasn't been. There's only a few uh, news organizations that reported on it, seem to have gotten forgotten about. But naturally, you're not going to hear it on some of the other news organizations. And uh, just uh, for your listeners, if you haven't gotten into it, 
Uh, it was a lab that uh, I call it a wildcat lab. I do. And I guess it was around Fresno in California. No permits, no whatever. They're just doing it. And uh, owned by uh, some sort of a Chinese national, ties to the Communist Party. But everybody in this country who's Chinese has ties to the Chinese Communist Party, I believe. In any event, he had uh, legal troubles in Canada. Uh, a lot of uh, shady deals here in the United States. Uh, this lab was stocked apparently with vials uh, labeled such, such things as Ebola. But that's, that'd be good. And, uh, you know, they had COVID uh, vials. They had a bunch of rats, mice in there, refrigerators, all sorts of chemicals. Nobody really minding the store. Uh, an inspector saw a hose coming out of the building, and just a plain old garden hose. He went to investigate, and they found all this stuff. Now, the locals are pretty upset about it, and they asked for help from the FBI, believe it or not. And the FBI apparently did nothing and refused to do anything. Finally, after some time, the CDC, uh, even they looked into it, and they wrote a report saying everything's hunky-dory, okay. They took all the vials. They did, nobody knows what happened to them. Apparently, they, the Ebola ones have been destroyed. But this it, this is uh, something that it could have gotten to the extent of a 9-11 uh, situation. Apparently, there's some other labs around the country that need looking into. Yeah. So, yeah, Mike, uh, th this, uh, it, it has gained some traction locally over the past five days in the media again, but uh, it was the city of Reedley in California and a code enforcement officer who thought he was going on a routine call following up on an anonymous complaint of a business operating without a permit in an old warehouse found this last December. This was all discovered right. last December. And and the city tried raising the red flag. You said they brought the FBI on it um, back about six months ago, there were some Senate hearings on it that really uh, – some some congressional hearings that never really went anywhere. You said the CDC was involved. There was a cleanup. Um, yes, there were things marked uh, COVID. There were things marked Ebola. There were things marked with several uh, highly contagious diseases in this basically illegally run lab that had Chinese origins. And you're, you're correct. You're 100% correct. It hasn't been getting the attention it needs, uh, especially something that's been found over a year ago. Yeah, apparently, just recently, a news story was a congresswoman from, I believe, Iowa, Republican, uh, wants to get some hearings on this. Well, great. You know, it's been almost a year, but I've got to ask just generally, what the heck is going on in this country? You know, the FBI is supposed to protect us, not refuse to look into something. And if they looked into something about that uh, before 9-11, that the flight school in Minnesota, they could have cracked the case. You know, I don't know what they do. They just get their money automatically in their bank, deposited in their bank account, and maybe that's it. Chase a bank robber every now and then, but I, well, I in October, in October of uh, October nineteenth of twenty twenty three, the Department of Justice did make an arrest in the Central California Bio Lab investigation. They arrested several individuals, but there's really no follow up to what those arrests entailed and such. Um, I'm looking at some stories now. Chinese owner of an unauthorized California lab that fueled conspiracy theories about COVID-19 and bioweapons was arrested on charges. This is some coming from the AP. Let me see if I can pull that. Charges of mislabeling and lacking permits. So they're just saying that they were mislabeling stuff. There were really no uh, no entities there. 
what the heck's that, like shoplifting? But, yeah. you, you know, this, this could be uh, some sort of outlier, and there could be more uh, secret labs that are really secret that nobody is able to, to get a hold a handle on. And, uh, you know, maybe there's just some sort of uh, something that was uh, a diversion or red herring. Yeah, that's it. But I, I don't know. I don't see the people that we have hired to protect us are not protecting us. You know, they, they don't go overboard. They just go underboard unless it's January 6th protesters. And then we've seen the tapes come out about some of that, too, lately. That's a good topic if somebody wants to weigh in. Yeah, it looks but, like uh, the, the reason we're seeing this now again in the, moody, in the media is because the uh, Con Congressional Select Committee on China uh, just issued a report on the illegal PRC tied bio lab in Redley, California, and did some hearings on it. Um, yeah, and like you said, uh, a PRC citizen and wanted fugitive receiving millions of unexplained and suspicious payments from China ran an illegal bio lab in the heart of Redley, California. Investigators found thousands of vials with pathogens with labels of HIV and a freezer labeled Ebola, which uh, is a is a select agent. And there's transcripts to the committee hearing. Chairman Mike Gallagher, a Republican of Washington in the House Select Committee on Chinese Communist Party, unveiled a report five days ago, and, and that's why the media is picking up on this again. So there is some follow-ups on it. It does get into it. It was run by the, the illegal biolab was run by China, a Chinese citizen who was wanted fugitive from Canada with $330 million in Canadian dollar judgment against him. The citizen was a top official at a state-controlled company in China, links to military civil, civil fusion entities. The illegal biolab received millions of dollars in unexplained payments. Um, so, so they are following up and looking into it. It looks like the Department of Justice did make some arrests in this, and there is a congressional hearing on it. But again, this was found a year ago, and they're just getting around to this sort of thing now. So, uh, too little, too late. You know, uh, what, what, what's the next uh, shoe that's going to drop from uh, like a, an octopus that has eight shoes? With these guys are not protecting us. I, I'm, I'm ticked off as an American citizen. And, but, and we uh, should be if we just look at the border. If we look at things that are going on with China right sure. here in America in our backyard, as far as buying land. I mean, even even Senator Fetterman now has come out and said that Chinese should not own farmland in Pennsylvania. We should look to take back land that they have already purchased. And that's coming from, you know, someone that I'm finding myself agreeing with more and more in Senator John Fetterman. But that's, that's strange. Jeez, if Fetterman's saying it, we better get on board, I think, because if, if it's at, that, at the lowest common denominator, then something needs to be done. But I'm glad you're on, on the story, uh, Rob. You're getting it out there, and uh, more people need to know about this. Uh, there was something else recently that uh, is really troubling. Well, we got well Mike, I'm up against the break right now, but okay. uh, call back any time and we can discuss things. Okie doke. Thank Bye. you, Mike. It's 346 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's almost time for the Bloomberg Money Minute here, but yeah, you should keep up on the news. See how I can, I can work on the fly and look up these things and remember what happened here. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. We'll be back. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's 354, 41 degrees outside on this Monday, November 20th, 2023. Well, the holiday tree is set to arrive or has arrived at the Luzerne County Courthouse this Monday, today. The tree lighting is set for December 4th. This year's... Uh, 
Christmas tree will arrive at the courthouse in Wilkesbury on Monday, two weeks prior to the official tree lighting ceremony. The holiday tree will arrive one day earlier than originally scheduled because of inclement weather predicted on Tuesday. County Tourism Executive Director Alan Stout said a news release. The tree will be on display in the rotunda of the courthouse on North River Street for the duration of the holiday season. The tree lighting ceremony at 5 p.m. on December 4th will feature a special guest from the North Pole. Wonder who that could be. The news... uh, The news release states, officials have not released the name of the special guest as of Sunday night. So use your judgment there. So that tree, and and again, be aware if you're traveling this weather that is supposed to be moving in tomorrow. It's going to bring a mix for our area. Some rain, some sleet, some snow possible. May slick things up, so be careful out there if you're traveling. So uh, again, be careful out there. But yes, the uh, Luzerne County Courthouse tree will arrive or has arrived today for uh, its December 4th lighting. Always great to uh, to see that. As I'm in the studio live today representing my Wilkesbury Township Police polo shirt, thank you guys out there. Respect the work you do and uh, support you guys each and every day. So uh, I saw this from a Western PA that grabbed my attention. Um, Madison Campbell, who was recently crowned Miss Pittsburgh and the CEO of Lita Health, launched a new survivor pack to help elect tough-on-crime candidates to oust anti-police politicians. One of the pack's first target is none other than freshman squad member Democrat Representative Summer Lee of Pennsylvania. Now, Campbell who is the victim of a sexual assault, survivor of sexual assault, said she was uh, constantly in fear of walking alone in places like San Francisco and now has that same feeling in Pittsburgh. The Allegheny native uh, recalled at the age of 12, she walked around downtown Pittsburgh by herself but was shocked at how different the city has become after she returned from college. It's very debilitating to me to see the city that I grew up in, that I love, and that I used to walk around turn into what happened in San Francisco, she continued. She said her PAC, her PAC's polling shows that people in Allegheny County believe, Allegheny County believe that crime has gotten significantly worse in the past five years and that people are really worried about, especially women, sexually assault and rape. Ms. Pittsburgh also said the people of Allegheny County are concerned about rising anti-Semitism especially in the wake of the Hamas attacks on uh, October 7th. We polled that constituents uh, think about it, crime, and it seems to be the number one thing brought up now in the Pittsburgh area. Now, we talked about during the election, Allegheny County specifically, in the Pittsburgh, which covers the Pittsburgh area, really escaped a, a, a bad scene when that Soros-backed DA, it, it was a couple hundred, a couple thousand votes lost by, was uh, was winning most of the evening until the final tallies were in and the longtime Democrat district attorney there who lost the primary and ran as a Republican, Zapala, 
ended up winning that. But uh, if you would have gotten a radical, progressive DA, Soros-backed DA in the Allegheny area like we have in Philadelphia, it would have been devastating for, uh, for Allegheny County and the Pittsburgh area. But to see a young woman such as this who uh, runs an organization that helps victims of sexual assault now winning Miss Pittsburgh, recently winning Miss Pittsburgh, coming out forward and saying that, you know, we don't need these progressive squad-like representatives ruining areas of Pennsylvania. And they're going to be targeting, like I said, one of their first targets is Representative Summer Lee of Pennsylvania, who has uh, voted in lockstep with the squad. No different than AOC or Rashida Tlaib or the rest of the uh, band of yahoos, whichever you'd like to call them. So it's good to see. And uh, I'm going to be reaching out to Miss Campbell, see if we can get her on to talk about you know what her plans are in Western PA and if she looks uh, on taking that national. It's 4 o'clock here on WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show live after these messages.